But first up, one of America's most celebrated poets has returned with a new collection of work. Nikki Giovanni became one of the leading voices of the black arts movement of the 1960s and 70s. And through the decades, her work has continued to inspire and challenge fellow artists and fans. Her new book, Make Me Rain, is a deeply personal collection which addresses injustices of society and inner and outer personal growth. I had the chance to speak with her about it and how one of Detroit's most beloved icons, Marvin Gaye, inspired her new poems. Yes, it is, but uh, that's because I was a fan. <laughs> I didn't even know Mr. Gay, and I'm sorry that I didn't because I loved his music, but everybody loved Motown. Uh, what did Motown call it? The um, music of young America, you know. Oh, I, I think that everybody loved Marvin Gaye's music, but uh, one of the reasons that I came back to and wanted to give a shout out to uh, what's going on is the, it's it's the same thing. He could have written it, you know, yesterday. You know, we have the wars, we have people coming back, we have people not knowing what to do. You know, I mean, it's, um, he, he, he's, he just really, uh, it, it's right on, on time. It's like he wrote it today, <laughs> you know. Talking about what was happening back then and, and referencing what was happening, what is happening today, as one of, of the leading voices in the Black arts movement of the 60s and 70s, how do you think that the arts, music, poetry, visual arts shifted society at that time? And do you think that the art of today is doing the same thing or doing it as powerfully? Uh, I guess, and, and I'm not trying to correct you, so I but I wouldn't say shifted. I, I would say explained it. They showed it. So if you think about the art today and you think about, for example, George Floyd's face, which is now all over the world. And the artists have done that. The, the painters have done that. People have, have he's on the side of, of buildings now. And so I think the art, the art community is, is, is really almost more, if I can say that, than doing its, its, its very best. I think that they are bringing out a look at what's happening. I'm pretty sure that the cop who murdered Mr. Floyd never thought anybody would recognize Mr. Floyd or pay any attention to what has happened. And I think Black Lives Matter, which is a sign you see all over. I, I see signs in the, in the yard and, and we see t-shirts and mostly people talk about Black Lives Matter. So I think that, um, I think the art community is doing, um, I think they're doing their fair share. Of course, uh, you know, one can always be disappointed I think we're all very disappointed in, in, in Kanye West. Uh, I think that he's so very sick since his mother died or something. He, he's been crazy. And I think it'd be probably a good idea to have him hospitalized. I think that Ice, uh, Ice Cube was just about money. And uh, to, for him to, to see him sucking up under Donald Trump was disgusting. He's trying to say, well, I was, I was trying to talk to everybody. No, he was trying to he was trying to get close to what he thought would be the president. And I think that that's terrible. So I think, frankly speaking, you know, I'm not fighting with the hip hop community, but I think there is, there's something else coming. I really don't know what I'll, I'll be interested. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what it might be, but there's a next movement coming because I think that hip hop lately, they've just been about money and they didn't start out about money. They started out about making a statement. 
you asked me about Marvin Gaye. Barry Gordy, of course, wanted to make money, but Marvin Gaye, and if we, we look at, at, at his music, uh, not just what's going on, but all of it, Marvin wanted to make a statement. And I think that we have to keep these things in mind. We, we really do. I, I know that we miss, for example, uh, Tupac. I just don't think that anybody's going to take uh, Tupac Shakur's place, that he was an honest man saying, you know, this is what I believe we should be doing and what we should be. That was a term he always used, should be doing. I have a tattoo on my, my arm that it says thug life. When he was assassinated, I, um, I wanted to do something to, to give a shout out to, to, to uh, Tupac. There are a lot of, the young community has done really good work. The music is, don't you think, beginning to change? Well, for yourself, Nikki, as as an artist with such a long career, has there ever been a, a struggle for you internally or getting your work out there where, you know, you, you haven't been, you know, it's been a struggle to remain true to your vision and your voice? Well, I think the um, advantage of being a, a poet is that it's going to be a limited situation no matter how we, we look at it. And the next step from poetry, of course, uh, turned out to be hip hop. But uh, one of the people that I, as we mentioned, what's, what's the next step? I, I should have mentioned Beyonce. And there is a, uh, a young lady, uh, Rhapsody. And so what I am beginning to hear uh, coming up, but no, you know, if you're a poet, you know, you know, being a poet is very different from being a, a, a song person, to singing a song. And so you know that you'll never, and you don't want to be actually, you, you're working in a different uh, field. You, you'll never be Aretha Franklin or uh, you'll never be, um, well, for that matter, speaking of Beyonce, it's, it's a whole nother kettle of fish. And I think that one of the, I guess the word is just sad things with young people is that they think that they should have tens of thousands of people listening to them and they should make a record and the record should just, you know, win 80 million Grammys or something. And I think that that spoils your art. I think that your art is there for the people. And I think that hip hop is what we were talking about. And I'm not complaining like that, maybe just a little, but I think that so many of the older or more mature, I should say, hip hop artists have gotten very much used to thinking that um, their art should be out there for all of these people. They should be winning all of these awards. If you think like that, then pretty soon your art is not for the people. Your art is not even honest. Your art is out there that, that you're trying to, 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 to do something with someone else. And I think that's a damn shame. Well, I think what we're getting to here is that, you know, fame is a is a very addictive and destructive drug in so many ways. But, you know, I want to steer the conversation back to some of your work. So in the last couple of years, this year you, you, you're releasing the collection Make Me Rain. And in 2017, uh, your collection was called A Good Cry. Both of these with their references toward water. Has that been an intentional theme? And, and if it has been, what is it for you? I think uh, water actually started with tears. Let's go, you know, so uh, a good cry was important because a lot of us, and that would include myself, didn't know for the longest how to cry because we had things to do. My generation had things that it had to do. John Lewis, you never saw John Lewis cry. <laughs> you know, John was injured and he would get up and, and, and do what he had to do. Martin Luther King Jr. knew that he was probably going to be 
murdered, you know, as, as sad as that is, but you weren't going to see him crying or whining. And I think that I was interested in, in the water because water is what makes things grow. You, uh, you cannot have, you, you can't have life really without water. And uh, I'm a space freak. And one of the things that, 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 that I used to say, and I'm not the only one, that a long time ago is that there is water on Mars, you know, and people would say, there's no water on Mars, you're wrong. But uh, actually I was right about that. And we now know that uh, not only is there water on Mars, but we can, we can grow things on Mars. And I think that, that again, you have to take in, or I certainly was interested in taking in, well, what does it mean to cry? What it grows from your tears and a part of what grows from your tears is of course you you grow from your tears you have helped yourself learn that it's all right to grow i think that men particularly need to learn that it's all right to cry so that they're not holding things in and taking it out on on people that they shouldn't that release is so important over the past nine months now i have covid lockdown in some form or another We've been asking guests on the show if there is an album or song or particular artist that they have been listening to that is comforting them or that they would like to share with people. Do you have one? I listen to a lot of jazz. Jazz, you know, changes back and forth. You know, you've got Nina Simone, then you've got John Coltrane, whom I love, and then you've got uh, Miles Davis. So I'm going to always recommend, uh, to some degree, jazz. But if it's a hard day, if it's raining, and, and everything is going wrong, you put on spirituals. You, you, you listen to any of the spirituals because that has comforted our people for 200 years or so. You listen to what those people sang to each other to go from day one to day two to day three because in slavery is a bad thing. And they found that a song kept them through. So spirituals are always, always helpful. And I think it's another thing that I think um, the younger generation has really missed is church. And I mean a little church. I, I, I look at some of these churches, you know, they had 2,500 people. That's not church, that's a business. I, I, you need to go to a nice little AME church where, you know, you got a hundred people and the preacher knows your name and you know his, and you, you have a community, somebody you can, that you can depend upon. And if you go to that church, then you're all gonna sing together. But it's something comforting about going to church and, and, and the choir starts singing, leaning on the everlasting Lord. And everybody sings it, you know, it, it starts, but then everybody comes in and sings it together. And we all realize that we're all leaning on the everlasting arms. And I think things like that, you know, you can't overlook what got us through the 200, 300 years that we've been in America. You just can't overlook it. You have to ask yourself, why did that happen? And how did that happen? And it's important, historically speaking, but for your own comfort, it's important to, to go into that, into that level. Those were great people who came here and remained sane and worked for nothing, were mistreated for nothing. And yet they found a way to stay sane and to bring joy to each other. These are great people.
Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, iconic gospel is chosen by the legendary poet Nikki Giovanni. As some of the music that's giving her comfort in these times, her latest collection of work called Make Me Rain is out right now. You're listening to Culture Shift here on 1019 WDET.